Welcome to Potter Familius, coming to you from Fairhope, Alabama. I'm Todd Sylvester. And I'm Stefan Sylvester. We recently had a friend, a very close friend of ours who passed away. He was 81 years old, lived a great life. But he, unbeknownst to us, I guess he had been planning this all along, he gave us his car. Oh, wow. Which is a nice little Hyundai Accent. It's only got like 75,000 miles on it, so it's a truly reliable car that we're super excited about. So we're changing things around. We're selling one of the other little cars that we have. In fact, it was your wife's old car. We're mm-hmm. selling that to one, another one of our sons, and then we're selling the car that um, that he was using before, and we're, we're jockeying all these things around. And so I've been ordering so many car parts. Oh, man. It's hilarious. Like, Mom, every time the the uh, Amazon truck pulls in. She goes, don't worry, don't get excited, everybody. It's like oil yep. and it's filters and yep. it's, you know, different. Because before I want to sell the car, I want to tune it up. Oh, of course. Yeah. But make, she's like, it's nothing interesting, guys. No, exactly. Nothing exciting at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, it just, I'm, I'm just reminded of how nice it is that I can do some of these things. Mm-hmm. And I'm grateful for the people in my life who taught me. Yeah. Because it was way before YouTube. So it was climbing under vehicles with someone who was a mentor yeah. to be able to say, hey, this is the oil pan drain plug. And this is how to take an oil filter off. And there you this go. is how to put one on. And That's this awesome. Is, yeah. And I, I, I mentioned that because I am not like super smart. And this kind of stuff is very possible for those people who are interested in it. Because I mentioned it one time with someone and they're like, I just love that 10 minute, you know, oil change thing, place. And and, and I'm like, that's great. That's great. Hey, I mean, you know, I see the value in that as well. It's like we talked about it on another episode, buying back your time. Yes. And And if I didn't get so much kind of mental health out of working on cars, then I wouldn't do it. Yeah. Do you eat breakfast anymore? Okay, so the title of this podcast is The Most Important Meal of the Day. And I have, over the years, I'm 53 years old. And yeah, well, over, I mean, that's, that's why I'm asking is because of your the change now. Right, but it's important to mention that over the years, I have been told it, it, the standard American diet mm-hmm. is breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Right. We think because we're Americans that everyone in the world eats breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And they definitely And at don't. the times that we do. Right. We and, think that people pay attention to the time in other places. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. But I have been told here in the United States over the course of my lifetime that each one of those meals was the most important meal of the day. Seriously? There, there were times in my life where people were like, breakfast is the most important meal. Don't you dare leave this house, young man, without eating something, oatmeal or cereal or something, cream of wheat. I've only ever heard that breakfast was the most important meal oh, of the day. Oh, no. I have been told that lunch was the most important meal or you'll faint. I've never heard that. I have. From, I from have, who? From like more than one person? At least someone in my life told me that lunch was the most important meal I've, because that's what keeps gets you going for the rest of the day. I've never heard that before. Well, have you ever been told that dinner was the most important meal? No. Oh, I've been told that dinner was the most important meal also. Seriously? Yes. 
Who are these I people? Oh, well, I didn't believe any of them at any time, even when they were mentioning breakfast. I was pretty Although, sold on the breakfast thing for the longest time, It kind of made though. sense mentally to me because I thought, okay, yeah, you need to put fuel in the car yeah. so that you can get going. Right. So that one kind of made sense. What I didn't understand is how food is synthesized in the body anyway. Right. And and how it's metabolized and used and stored and mm-hmm. you know sugar stored in the liver. I didn't I didn't know about any of this kind of stuff. Yeah, I've learned a lot about that in the past few years. Well, what is going on now in your in your life with well, I mean, intermittent fast. So, so now for about uh, a year, probably more than a year, my wife and I have been doing intermittent fasting. And so what we do is we have a window of time, not every day, but most days of the week, normally five or six days of the week. We have a window of time that's about six to seven hours long where we can eat. And so I've already closed my window for the day and I'm not going to eat again when I get home until tomorrow at lunchtime. So our window, because of the way that it works with our kids' sleeping schedules, and it's what's, it's what works best for our family at this time, mm-hmm. our window starts at noon, and it either stops at 6 or 7, depending on how late we eat dinner. Gotcha. And so we've been doing that for a year, and we both have lost like a significant amount of weight. And what was cool. it like initially when you first started where you're thinking, I'm going to die? Yeah, it was pretty bad. And I will say for the first two weeks, I definitely like didn't do it (laughs) i uh, I said i was i would get so hungry in the evenings and i would i would snack because for so long i had heard that if you're hungry you just gotta eat or or i knew from not eating going through periods where i wasn't able to eat Mm -hmm. because i was on a plane or, or whatever uh if i don't eat for a certain amount of time then i'll get irritable and tired headed yeah and i'll get your a, blood sugar will drop and you'll faint and I'll, die i'll get a headache and this is the problem is that some of that stuff has happened obviously mm-hmm. not death but i've gotten a headache before from not eating although i think that most of the time it was from being dehydrated right. and i just didn't know right and then a lot of other times i have gotten lightheaded from not getting enough calories and it was because I hadn't had enough calories and it was a compounding of a bunch of different things. So I didn't get enough sleep. I was also dehydrated. I had overexerted myself. And so I was just blaming everything on not getting enough to eat. Right. And what we've found out from doing intermittent fasting is that we don't need to eat nearly as much as we think we do. Right. Because our bodies are not... That's very un-American for you to say it that, is. by the way. It is, but it's our bodies are not designed for that three huge meals a day Yes, they lifestyle. are. No, drive through. You should no, drive through. No, they're not. Yes, they are. Because after Super that... Supersize it. After that first two weeks, I started to really get serious, and I really strictly followed the window, and we had our one cheat day where I could just eat whatever I wanted, and something weird happened. So now, it feels normal for me to not eat breakfast. And if I do eat breakfast, so we ate a huge breakfast because Afton was like cooking everything that was in our freezer because we were trying to get rid of some of it. And so we had this big, awesome homemade breakfast and I ate so much and I felt horrible for the rest of the day. It completely messed up my digestive system because I'm I'm not used to it. And the funny part is with me is I don't eat breakfast six days a week and the only day breakfast is Sundays when everybody's coming over. And I honestly, every Sunday feel terrible. Yeah. Because my body's like, what are you doing? I I probably just shouldn't eat breakfast on those days as well. But my body has adjusted, and it's adjusted in a way that made me realize like, oh, I've been like force-feeding calories to my body when I didn't really need them 
forever, yeah. for my entire life. And since I was always told that breakfast is the most important meal, I did think all the things that you're talking about, even mm-hmm. the ones that you really did experience, yeah. regardless of whether it was from dehydration or whatever, it was real symptoms, I didn't experience any of them. Yeah. Like, I stopped eating breakfast and felt terrific mm-hmm. from the get-go. I feel fantastic now, too. And then during Lent, and now I'm, I'm bringing it back also because we're out of the octave of Easter and all that kind of stuff when we're recording this podcast, but... I also, on Wednesdays and Fridays, only eat dinner. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't eat breakfast, I don't eat lunch, and I am so, I feel so good Yeah, that I, I interviewed a guy who embraced this, there was a French book uh, called, uh, the translation in English is For Love of Fasting, where it's this Benedictine monk who wrote it many years ago, and they incorporated in their monastery one meal a day, yeah, just dinner. So they would, and and they would cheat from the intermittent fasting in that. I think they were allowed creamer in their coffee in the morning. Yeah. So it wasn't like they had to have black coffee, like I've seen you drink or yeah. or anything like that. Which that's another thing too that like it it must have been really messing with my stomach in a way I didn't know how much cream I was putting in my coffee because mm. I love black coffee now. Yeah. That's the only way that I want to drink it. Yeah, although I'm an oat milk latte guy. I know you are. And, it and is so I respect good. that because oat milk is delicious, but yeah. I'll only drink it after lunch now. And even then, it's like, I don't know. I didn't, I thought that I was just living with a bunch of unfixable stomach issues mm-hmm. that I just sort of had to deal with. And right. it's not nearly as bad as people that have actual GI issues, but just general discomfort was how I felt most of the time. Yeah. And I don't feel that anymore. So I'm, I'm kind of tempted to go to the one meal a day and just try it out like for a month. Mm-hmm. So when you ask the question, what's the most important meal of the day? For you? It would be that one meal that you're eating. Yeah. <laughs> I think for me, for me, it's lunch. And it's just because it's the first one that I'm eating. So I'm ravenous. So it's delicious. I'm like, I don't care what it is. It's so good. <laughs> so in the comments, let us know what's the most important meal of, of the, the day, day to you. To you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to Potter Familius. We appreciate y'all.